Oh, wow. Here we go. First of all, Ward White, Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm great. How are you? I'm terrific. I, uh, I got to tell you, we got a great laugh the other night. I guess it was, I don't know, 12, 1230 uh, New Year's morning. I, I think when I got a picture of my buddy Ward White's <laughs> and Dog Coco, I, I swear I thought I was going to hit the floor. Uh, I, I was laughing. Uh, so, so y'all stayed up so you could take your New Year's picture? Yeah, we celebrated the New Year. We had a, we had a good time. Coco and I just hung out at the house and celebrated New Year's together. So it was fun. Had a good time. Yeah, well, it, it it looked like you guys were having a large time. It, it it really, really did. So we did. We had fun. Well, good. Played ball and just rung in the new year and listened to the fireworks. Yeah, we did. We were, of course we we're obviously in New Orleans, so I I I I had no desire to do that Bourbon Street thing. Uh, really, kind of wanted to just hang out at the hotel, but everybody else wanted to go do something. So. We went down to an area in, in New Orleans called Jackson Square. That's where the famous restaurant is that serves the, the powdered donuts. I don't I forget what they call them. I call them powdered donuts. That's what they are. Close enough. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where they had the Florida Leaf, and, and they did a drop, you know, kind of like the, the ball drop in New York, part of the Dick Clark uh, New Year's Eve thing. Well, mm-hmm. this was the Central Time Zone version of it, and instead of a ball, it was that – and again, it's a French word, and I think it's pronounced Florida Leaf. I, I, I looked it up and looked up the spelling, and I don't know how you get Florida Leaf out of that, but that you do. F-L-U-R dash. I mean, you know, it just it's one of those French words. It's French. Yeah. I call it the, the New Orleans Saints logo, if you want to, you know. But it went, and, and I just assumed that at midnight the thing would drop and everybody would go, Happy New Year, and go home. No, that's when the party starts. Well, it, it, you're right. That's part of it. And then when it dropped, when it when you know, because it was, it was only about I don't know, thirty feet up it, off off of a roof. You know, a, it was a skyscraper, so it was up there. But it only went down about thirty. But once it got down, you know, then it it kind of turned into a fireworks show, and then simultaneously, just and that's right. Look, it butts up to the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. So across the river was a fireworks show that I think the two were together. So you had your option, watch that thing explode or turn to your left and look out across the Mississippi River and, and watch a fireworks show that was as good as any fireworks show I've ever seen. And so it was one huge fireworks show. Nice. And there were thousands, and I do mean thousands of my closest friends <laughs> there were some strange dudes and dudettes uh, in, in this area. Now, we were a little bit further. There was a, about a three-block section where you, could not, you couldn't have pried a piece of uh, notebook paper in between. There were so many people. We were further back where you could spread out and, and, and breathe. And you know, Now, breathing was another issue, Ward, because sometimes you would breathe and the air would smell a little funny. No. no, I'm telling they you, in New sell. Orleans, yeah. Uh, and, and particularly the closer you got to midnight, the, the air really smelled strange. It was <laughs> an interesting, interesting concept. So, 
but w- we did that and then uh, of course uh, new year's day we uh, we do the football game and man i'm telling you it was uh it was a good day it it was it was fun to watch baylor men uh led us off with a with a victory and then the football team gets the victory so it was it was a good day it was a good day yes uh, saturday baylor women fell to kansas state and did you and again we were trying to listen to the game as we get closer into into range coming back from new orleans uh i don't know if there was injuries or sickness i mean we're gonna have to find out a little bit more but Ward, they only played seven players they only had seven available i believe uh yesterday shorthanded so they were very much shorthanded so we'll, we'll uh we'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on jerry hill joins us uh with a view from the hill and i promise you our view from the stadium was more of a view from a mountain uh i don't know if you've been in the uh, superdome press box i have but it's at the top of the stadium yeah, it's way up there at the very top of the stadium and I'm like, wow, those dudes look small down there. But we'll get into it. Uh, did you get to see much of the game? I saw all of the game. Thought Terrell, I, if you had a two on your jersey, you you were you you were getting after it. Twenty two, JT Woods got after it, and two, Terrell Bernard was special. Uh, I, I he made a couple of plays in the third quarter on on one particular drive in the third quarter that you just don't see made at any level. And I'm, I'm telling you, the quarterback breaks out and gets outside, and if 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 Bernard doesn't get to him, then that dude is probably gone. Uh, it was that kind of a play, and, and he made it. I mean, he made some really big-time plays. And, of course, the, uh, the Bears bruised and battered the Ole Miss quarterbacks with 10 sacks. I mean, it was – yeah, that was impressive with the defensive front. They they didn't they didn't play around, and, and they brought blitzes and they disguised blitzes and they did all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Ron Roberts had a great plan, great plan, and they executed it. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Cowboys, we'll talk Cowboys. Just thumbnail sketch. What'd you think? Offense is uh, very pedestrian. Why? Uh, is that, it quarterback pres- or is it O line or is it both? I. Well, I, I I lay this one at Dak's feet. I, I think he played awful yesterday. I, I you know I don't think Kellen Moore helped him a whole lot, but I think Dak played very very poorly yesterday. See, and, and I was thinking about that. I didn't get to see but the second half. We were we were coming back in from New Orleans, but what I saw from the second, I, I'm not sure that the rhythm of the play calling. How, how does Kellen Moore get into the rhythm? Of a play, a play calling. If he's not sure what his quarterback can execute, because his quarterback was erratic at best again yesterday. How do you know what to call if you don't know what he can execute? That's a good question. I, I don't, you know, I, I think that that has something to do with it. But I, I, you know, I, I still think that Kellen Moore is, is reaching sometimes, uh, and, and putting Dak in a in a strange situation. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think the whole offense was horrendous yesterday, but I, I think Dak played again, an awful football game. Is the formula pretty simple? Uh, pack the box. Don't get, don't let them run and force Dak to beat you because he can't right he, now. He can't right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, 
that's what you do if you're a defense right now. You say, okay, if, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat us with Dak Prescott. And right now, Dak Prescott cannot beat you. Ah, so we, we got a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff to get to today. A lot of stuff. How, how, you, did you just kind of hang out? I mean, wh- what was your New Year's like? I mean, lots you, of football. And catch your breath after. I mean, because you were going 9,000 miles an hour with the Crusaders of Mary Harden Baylor. And mm-hmm. uh, did you just kind of kind of chill and, and just kind of hang out? And Yeah, basically. Just did uh, did the house thing and, and undecorated and didn't do a whole lot, to be honest. But Ran some errands I needed to run. So That's kind of a good yeah. deal sometimes when you can just pump the brake a little bit. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. I was thinking about this in the press box Saturday night, and I want to get your thoughts on it, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the break. We're, my, my New Year's resolution is to try to stay on time at this show, which we don't do very often. Uh, but uh, with, with Baylor winning and with the Cincinnati Bearcats and uh, – the Michigan Wolverines getting thumped pretty soundly. Oh, boy, did they ever. Holy moly. We're going to talk about that later today, too. Uh, where do you where do you put Baylor in the final poll? Because obviously one and two will be the two will be Alabama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. As it should be. Is Ohio State three? Is Baylor three? Where do you where do you put them? Ohio State looked pretty good. I mean, they, they did. They played a really good game in the Rose Bowl. They did. Oklahoma State played well against uh, they did Notre Dame. They sure did. Coach called it the biggest win in program history. I could agree with that. Probably. Pretty, good, pretty big stage. Yeah, I could agree with that. To go out and beat, what, the fourth or fifth ranked team at the time? Mm-hmm. A team that, you know, it's, thought was in contention for that uh, one of those four spots. So, I, I don't know. I mean, where do you where, where does Baylor finish? Clearly, I think they're a top five, aren't they? I would think they'd have to be really, really close, if not top five, yeah. Uh, on our CNC Collision Center text line this morning, it says good morning game time. Now that uh, most of the bowl games are over, I think Kansas State plays, what, tomorrow night? Uh, I think so. Which is kind of strange. How, how do you rank the future Big 12 between Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, and Baylor, and who finishes this year as three, four, and five? And, and, and again, that's the question we were just talking about. Uh you know, I, I think if – for me, it's who's – how are you playing at the end of the year, not in the middle of the year, not in the beginning of the year. Baylor beat Oklahoma State at the end of the year to win mm-hmm. the Big 12 championship. I think Baylor has to be ranked ahead of Oklahoma State. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to be because we all know that these polls, they do whatever they want to with these polls. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you how I feel. I, I think if you – Baylor beat Oklahoma State to win the Big 12 championship. Oklahoma State beat Baylor to win a Big 12 football game. But Baylor beat Oklahoma State to win a Big 12 championship. There's a difference. There one, is. one was played on the home field of an opponent. The other one was played in a neutral site. I, I, I don't see any way you put Oklahoma State ahead of Baylor. Baylor wins the Sugar Bowl. Oklahoma State wins the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, so they both win impressive bowl games. Baylor and Ole Miss was a seven-eight matchup. That I mean, that's you know pretty evenly matched football game 
on, on paper. And I know we don't play it on paper, but that you know that's what we're talking about here. The rankings. Right. I, I don't know. I, I think you have to put Baylor ahead of Oklahoma State, don't you? I would think they would be there. Uh, you know, some of the things they're going to look at in the two bowl games that you know Baylor won convincingly, but their Ole Miss starting quarterback went out early in that game. So mm-hmm. you know, there's an excuse for them to say, well, if they you know, and I don't know that it makes a difference. Well, if you go back uh, but, and look at the statistics but, of the first three drives that he was in, it doesn't make any difference. It, it doesn't, but that's that's something that they'll they'll put into consideration. Okay. Um. So, and I agree with you. I I think they should be, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. You you just never know what they're going to do in these polls. You have no idea. So anyway, I I, I think Baylor is four or five somewhere in that neighborhood. Should be, uh, in my opinion. I, I think Ohio State probably is in there. Uh. So, you I, know, I think they should be. I that again, that was an impressive win for yeah, them. Yeah, it was. I mean, there, there's no question it was. Uh, is that you know, it was a heck of a win. Uh, just because of how they did it. Well, they looked like they're about to get run out of the gym. They sure did. And they, they, and and salute they, the Utes for playing well. They and you're right, playing great. And, but Ohio State calmed the waters and mm-hmm. just stayed right with it and stayed on course. It's hard for a team to do that sometimes. Sometimes you get a little panicky. Absolutely. And, and they did reaching. And they did And maybe they did, but they certainly didn't show it. Well, they had a good they, poker face if they did. <laughs> That's right. Uh you know, they it looked it looked good. Uh <laughs> and it, for a minute there it looked like overtime. And I'm like, oh, for the love of Pete, we're already after eight o'clock starting this game. Let's go. <laughs> anyway. All right. So we got a lot to get to. And again, you could jump in with anything that's on your mind this morning uh, on our CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. We will come back and talk some Baylor football. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. A bit warmer today than it was yesterday with a high topping out at 52 with mostly sunny skies. Winds will calm down and shift back out of the south around 5 miles per hour. Tonight we'll fall back into the upper 20s for overnight lows with mostly clear skies. Sunshine once again returns Tuesday with breezy conditions and a high of 64. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus check out fox44news.com. For- Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. They say that Nick Saban sent a plane back to East Lansing to, uh, when he got the job at, I guess it would have been LSU, and to, to get all his assistants, and none of them got on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Kelly had a similar situation. None of the Notre Dame people really wanted to go with Brian. I don't know what that tells you. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Here's the play, third down and seven from the 11-yard line. Altmaier to throw, pass deflected and intercepted. Baylor's got another pick, returning it down the far sideline. He may take it all the way. Al Walcott running it for a touchdown. Oh, my, a pick six for the Bears. First points of the night by the Baylor defense. John Morris on the call from the Baylor Radio Network from Learfield. 96 to the house. What a way to start the football game, huh? Good stuff. Uh, welcome back into the program. This is game time. A couple of uh, notes, Ward, about the um, about the, the the pick. First of all, I thought it was funny. Bryce Cherry, uh, he, he said out loud, he goes, I wonder if that's the longest. And before he could finish the sentence, uh, the uh, internal PA announcer, that's the longest interception. Uh, the 96-yard the pick returned for a touchdown by Al Walcott. In the uh, in the second quarter was the longest in Sugar Bowl history, breaking a record that dated back to January first, nineteen forty five, when Hugh Morrow from Alabama scored on an eighty yard interception. And we actually saw the video this uh, eighty yard pick from nineteen forty five uh, while sitting in the press box uh, Saturday night. Uh, it, it's also the longest in a New Year's Six bowl game. Uh, that that was pretty interesting. Wolcott's return. Also set a record for the longest interception, uh, yeah, as we just said in the New Year Six, uh, beating the 93-yarder by UCF's Brandon Morris versus LSU in the Fiesta Bowl back in 2019. The 96-yard scoring play was the second longest in Sugar Bowl history behind a 100-yard kick return uh, in 2013. And, man, uh, Wolcott's score also marked the first defensive touchdown scored in the Sugar Bowl since 2018 when – Mac Wilson of Alabama uh, returned an interception 18 yards versus Clemson. So, uh, And it was a heck of a momentum swing uh, in the football game, and it gave uh, Baylor the uh, the early 7-0 lead. Just – and, you know, clearly Baylor's defense was the dominant force in winning this football game. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Where they had 10 sacks in the football game. I mean – they got after it on that side of the football. Play very well. Made things difficult on Lane Kiffin in that offense to be able to figure out what they were going to try to do to open things up, and they just never really figured it out. And it was a lot of disguising coverages, a lot of walking up to the line of scrimmage, moving the linebackers. They they flipped the ends and tackles several times on loop stunts, and you know it 
you know, Ole Miss just did not have an answer for it, and Baylor was able to to disrupt plays and, and get those sacks. It played extremely well on defense. I, I said on the pregame show Saturday, uh, game day live uh, from uh, there at the Sugar Bowl, I, I thought Abram Smith would carry the ball thirty times. I was wrong. He carried it twenty five times. A buck seventy two. Not a bad way for a linebacker to finish his career. A buck seventy two. No, he played very, very well. And, you know, that's they, they wanted to shorten the game with him and, and you were right. I mean, if, if they were going to try to win this football game, they needed to keep their offense on the field as much as possible. And he allowed them to do that on Saturday. I, if I would have said to you and again, look, let, let's just be honest, Gary Bohannon did not play particularly well. No, he didn't. Uh he hadn't played in what six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to stop and think about that. Uh, he he gets hurt in the first half of the Kansas State game. Doesn't finish that one. Uh, next two games he doesn't play, and then he starts in, of course, the bowl games a month later from the championship. So he hadn't played in a long, long time, and he just did not. He wasn't in sync and in rhythm with the receiving core. I mean, he just wasn't. I mean, he was seven of seventeen, one pick. 40 yards. In fact, on on that second, it was a second and one. And I I said, here's a chance to throw the thing to the end zone. Here's a chance to, you know, for the home run. You're at the 29 or 30 yard line and you got second and one. Surely you can get a yard in three snaps. Uh, this, This is your chance to go for a home run right here. The only thing you can't do is throw the pick. And he was short and and, and off to the and off to the side with the throw. And it was intercepted. And, boy, that was a huge play at the time in the football game. But, yeah, 7-17, seven of 17, they had 40 yards of passing offense. That's it. Everything else was defense and ground game. And those two ingredients, plus terrific special teams, mm-hmm. but those ingredients right there won you a football game against a really good football team. I thought Ole Miss was a good team, and I thought they were well coached. I think they are too. I, I really do. I I I agree with you. I I don't think that you could look at that box score and say, "Oh well, Bader, Bader's going to win this football game when they only threw it for forty yards." That's not what you expect. But they were able to get it done. Yeah. So Matt Corral, before he gets injured, was two of six with a pick, a rare pick. Remember, he had what four interceptions all season yeah, long against was, twenty touchdowns. Yeah, that was a very rare pick for him. But why was he picked? He was picked because he had well, pressure. Yeah, the pressure got to him, and and the defense was disguised, and he he didn't see uh, that guy sitting in in that lurking in that zone. So I mean, it was a a good play by the defense to confuse him. There were actually three Baylor players that had better opportunities to catch that football than the intended receiver. Yeah, I mean that's how good they they they, they and again it started with the pressure up front. And, and that pressure up front was there from the time they got off the bus to warm up to the time that they, you know, that they went into the locker room at the end of the game with the with the Sugar Bowl victory. That group on that side of the ball flat out changed the the way the game was played. Uh it, it, they did. I mean, and then Luke Altmaier came in and I thought, look, that guy hadn't played hardly any and, and I thought he – Hats I thought, off to him. A true freshman coming into the Sugar Bowl, the biggest me? stage of his life, and, you know, he played pretty well. He he That touchdown throw that he made was I, – I haven't seen a better throw in a long time. He dropped a dime 
Uh, but you know, he, look, he was in a hard situation coming into that. You know, true freshman, never having an opportunity to take. I think he, what they said three snaps all season long, mm-hmm. and they were mop up duty. So he probably was just handing the ball off or taking a knee. You know, first pass he ever threw was in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I, I think the kid played outstanding. Agreed. I, and and he, he scrambled out of some out of some issues. And look, look, and he was under duress. Make no mistake about it. Your first game, real football, is a in the Sugar Bowl, and b it's against that defense. That defense that came to play again. I think that's the thirteenth time this year that Baylor's defense has held their opponent to less than their average scoring. So if they average scoring twenty or whatever the case may be, they held them up. Nobody, nobody plays to their standard against Baylor's defense. They just didn't this year. It was that good and that consistent all year long. Good stuff. Uh, after the game, Dave Aranda talked to John, JJ, and Ricky. I'm blessed, you know, I think, and I'm humbled. You know, I, I look at the senior class, I look at everything they've been through, all of the change, the the coaching turnover, the the different belief systems, the different um, um, mo- uh, different ways to motivate, the different ways to practice, the different ways to handle off the field. I mean, it's just to get when there's been so much change. You know, it's it's hard to trust, and so I think. Um, it was hard to get trust, and so when we finally got it, you know, it's just a, a great group of guys. And I think the, the um, you know, you look at these last three weeks, and and um, every practice was was uh, energetic. Every practice was life or death. You know, when we had when we were getting hit with COVID a little bit, it, it you know, and we're closing down the um, you know our. Um, our operation here and no no one's leaving um, the hotel there's no complaining everybody did it everyone's holding each other accountable I mean it's just it got to the point to where whatever it was it didn't matter we're gonna knock it out and this game was like that that is uh, Dave Aranda on the post game uh, Saturday night after the Bears victory over Ole Miss courtesy of the Baylor radio network in Learfield and heard right here on ESPN Central Texas or the Bears get the Sugar Bowl victory. They get to 12 wins. First time ever that this program has had a 12-win season. Take that and and tell me what – you coached. You know. What does that do for 2022's football team? Uh, it's, a, it's a huge shot in the arm for, for next year's team. I mean, they, they hit the ground running now. I don't think that it hadn't already started. I mean, that was part of it. When they got on the bus, it's time to, you know, enjoy this one a little bit. But – you know, start thinking about okay, what direction we do we need to go now? I mean, that's what the coaching staff is is already working on this morning in in the offices. They they they've enjoyed it for a day, and and now it's back to hitting the recruiting trail and making sure they've got everything, all their ducks in a line. And all right, let's get ready for the off season program and get ready to start lifting and and get our uh, nutrition plan in place and and be able to roll right through. So when you hit the ground in spring training. Uh, when you hit the field in spring training, I should say, you, you don't have any lost days. And that's what good football teams do, and that's I don't expect anything less from this football team. I mean, that's a lot of momentum to carry into the offseason. Let's get bigger, let's get stronger, let's get faster, and let's get ready for spring football. Mm-hmm. That's the agenda now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely it is. 
and you're right. I, a lot of guys would say, you know what? Let's let's catch our breath, and 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 we've been going for seven or eight months. You know, just nine thousand miles an hour, ninety hours a week. I promise you, Dave Aranda's working. He he just is. That's just what he does. That's his DNA. All right, 728. Uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we'll visit with Jerry Hill, uh, and we'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. I know one Oklahoma State fan who's not doing well. Oh, oh, man. I can imagine. And, I'm, and I have, like, there are schools that I really dislike. Oklahoma State's not one of them. We talked about it. I, I like Coach Gundy. I, I generally support their athletics if they're not playing Baylor, you know. But I, I can imagine the feeling on the other side. How's young Sarah? <laughs> I personally, the line of what's too far to joke about is almost non-existent to me. Yeah, like, no to line. me, laughter makes things better. Oh, I'm the same way, yeah. but it doesn't always work with everyone like that. You're right. <laughs> and so this week in our office, there has been a strict gag order that do not make any jokes about the Big 12 championship game. Don't make jokes about your loan coming up a foot short. Oh. Don't, like, just... No, I'm serious, like... The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. The Lowe's home team came back for a second season focusing on making homes and hometowns better for all. With the help of their general manager, Drew Brees, and players like Najee Harris and Justin Fields, they tackled community projects in hometowns, while also inviting DIYers to join the Lowe's home team by taking on DIY projects of their own. Select pros rounded out the 2021 Lowe's home team. Learn more about the Lowe's home team at lowes.com slash home team. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. Kyler Murray continued his winning streak at AT&T Stadium as he led the Cardinals to a 25-22 win over the Cowboys. Tonight, Pittsburgh tries to keep its playoff hopes alive against Cleveland. Faced with only seven players available, the 10th-ranked Baylor women lost their conference opener on the road at Kansas State, 68-59. Number 12, Texas beat Oklahoma State, 62-51. And 23rd-ranked A&M lost to number 19, LSU, 75-66. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as the High Lassies take on Blinn and the Highlanders entertain DFW Prep. It's the final tune-up before conference starts for both teams. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Let's take a second to talk about our friends at Circle Drug 3211 Robinson Drive, a locally owned independent pharmacy. It basically your one-stop shop for all your pharmacy and pharmaceutical and medical supply needs. They offer free delivery. Uh, they've, uh, they've got walkers and wheelchairs, prescription compounding, diabetic shoes and inserts. Look, they do vaccines. I, I, I the other day got my uh got my my booster and walked in and said hey how long to get get my booster uh five minutes so i sat down in a chair waited five minutes got my booster shot waited the uh the 15 minutes and then uh, hey look i was i was good to go and so i got that vaccine the the, uh, the booster vaccine before i left for new orleans so uh it uh it, it, uh, it, it's, it, it, it got me in a, in a good spot and, and ready to go. And so, Hey, look, that, that's what, that's what they do at circle drug. I'm telling you, doc Everett's been doing this for a long time. He and his staff, they just want to take care of you and they want to make it a personal experience. You can go to a lot of places and they can, you know, you can hand them a prescription and, and, uh, then a couple of days later or whatever the case may be, come back and get your prescription and you, it's just kind of a sterile situation, but they're going to look, I'm telling you right now, you go into circle drug they're going to ask you about your kids and, and grandkids and whatever else may be going on. It's that kind of homey feeling that you get at circle drug doc, Evan, his crew waiting for you. Here's the phone number. If you want to call in a prescription, they'll deliver it to you or they'll have it ready for you when you get there and they'll text you and let you know that your prescription's ready to go 6620774 that's 6620774 it's circle drug give them a call today all right uh, 734 we got plenty to talk to with uh, Jerry Hill and uh, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program Jerry good morning how are you Good morning, guys. Happy New Year's to you. And Happy New Year to you. Lots of things to get to. Let's start with football. Uh, Jerry, if I said uh, Baylor's going to have 40 yards of passing offense, <laughs> what, what would you think? I would think Ole Miss might have won by a whole bunch. Um, yeah, it, it was amazing. Uh, without a passing attack, really, of, of note, uh, you were able – and that's where I give a lot of credit to Abram Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, because – you didn't have a passing game to really open that up. Ole Miss was, I think, clearly designed to try to stop the run. And Abram said, I don't care. I'm, I'm still going to get mine. And he did. 172 yards, 25 carries. I mean, he did the grunt work. And, and um, you know, obviously the defense played an amazing game. But I give a lot of credit to Abram Smith for winning that game. I, I totally agree with you. And I was looking at the stat sheet with 25 carries – uh, you would think that there would be one or two plays where Ole Miss would have got to him, but he had no negative plays on 25 opportunities. That, to me, is as impressive as anything he did. Well, and, and I remember, I think it was their one of their defensive coordinators, maybe DJ Durkin, that said, you know, we need to get some negative plays, and they didn't. They didn't have one sack. 
Um, they may have had a couple tackles for loss, but none on Abram Smith. Um, so, yeah, that was big. I mean, even even when they were, like I said, designed to stop him, he was still getting three, four, five yards every pop. If you had a two on your jersey, you probably played pretty well if you're Baylor. I mean, Bernard and, and JT, boy, they, they were big, weren't they? As well as that entire defense, for that matter. Yeah, I thought the defense was, uh, again, I give a lot of credit to Abram Smith, but the, the defense won that game. I mean, 10 sacks, three picks. Um, like you said, Trill Bernard, 11 solo tackles, six assists, two sacks, a pass breakup. I mean, just go on and on. And then J.T. Woods kind of did what he did all year. I mean, um, you know, he gets credit for, I, I believe he went, winds up with six interceptions. But that doesn't even include the one that he that he caught in the end zone on the two point conversion against Iowa State. So, yeah, JT had an unbelievable game and 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 almost had another turnover with the fumble recovery that was overturned. But uh, yeah, he he played amazing. Trail Bernard, obviously the game MVP, and was just kind of all over the place. I mean, like you said, I think the defense as a whole played you know out of their minds. You know, this was an Ole Miss offense that was ranked in the top five in the nation, over 500 yards, 35 points per game, uh, had scored over 38 times, and you held them to seven points and like 320 yards. So amazing job by Ron Roberts in that defense. Jerry, don't you think Gary Bohannon gets a, should get a lot of credit for, you know, looking at the stat line, he, he wasn't as impressive as you would think, but being able to just not run that thing in the ditch and fighting through it on Saturday right. I thought was impressive. Yeah, and I tell you, Ward, um, his best play in my mind was that little uh, end around to Monterey Baldwin where I didn't even know where the ball was. <laughs> and Gary did a great job of, you know, carrying that out. Um, and and it was funny. I, I remember Abram in the post game talking about, yeah, I looked up and saw this little guy running. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I thought Gary did a great job on that. And like you said, he didn't beat them. Um, you know, he, he made a couple plays. He made the touchdown pass to Taekwon on a little slant um, and, and, you know, managed the game, um, had the one turnover, the pick. Uh, but other than that, he didn't hurt you. And he did just enough, uh, you know, to carry that offense to a Sugar Bowl victory. We, we talked about this, I think, you and I, Saturday night uh, towards the end of the game. Jerry, with the win, where does this mm -hmm. team end up? I mean – uh, is is yeah. this a top five football team in, in your mind? I, I mean, I certainly think it is. Um, you know, it depends on what they're going to do with, like, say, Ohio State. Ohio State beat Utah, which, you know, was ranked much lower. Um, and, you know, and in the AP poll, I think Baylor might have been ahead of them already. I don't remember. But Baylor was sixth in the AP. CFP obviously doesn't do an end-of-the-year ranking. So, I I think you got to move up at least one. I guess it may have been Notre Dame that was ahead of them. So um, certainly past Notre Dame uh, with Oklahoma State beating them. Um, I don't know what you do with those top four because I think historically, maybe in the coaches poll, they kind of keep those four up there. Uh, but certainly Baylor could pass either Cincinnati or Michigan based on you know their performance on New Year's Day and, and the other teams um, fairly handily losses uh, in the semifinals. So I don't know. I mean, I think uh, – I think Baylor probably winds up fifth, highest ranking ever. Their highest ranking uh, before this year was seventh in the AP poll and eighth in the coaches poll uh, at the end of the 2014 season when they lost to 
Michigan State and the Cotton Bowl. So I think it's definitely ahead of that. Um, so highest ever rank, most wins ever. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. But, you know, with 12 wins, this team may have done it. And that's what I was I was going to allude to. The how do you, if if this game's based on numbers and and a lot of statistics kind of dictate what we do, twelve's hard to uh, hard to argue with. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 obviously you played I guess two more games than that team. Um, you know, and that would be the Big Twelve Championship. And, and you know, in in the Sugar Bowl, well, the regular season got expanded from eleven to twelve, so that's your two extra games. But um, you know, that team was 10-2. and two. This team was 12-2. and two. So, uh, yeah, just on numbers, I think this team was better. Um, you know, that team might have been a little better on defense with a guy named Mike Singletary. Um, but I think this team was maybe more explosive offensively and certainly, uh, I think, a better running team, even with Walter Abercrombie uh, on that team. Alfred Anderson, I believe, was on that team. Um, but, yeah, I think those would be the two teams I compare. Obviously, you know, in 13 and 14 when they won the Big 12 championship. Those are great teams as well. But in my mind, with this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Well, they won everything you asked them to win. I mean, so right. uh, that's right. that's pretty darn impressive. The day started with an impressive victory uh, in basketball with the Bears uh, defeating yep. Iowa State 77-72. For those who may not, may not get it, mm-hmm. talk about just how impressive – that win at Hilton is uh, w- when you consider just how how hard it is to play there, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's over fourteen thousand in stands. It's loud. It's a hard place to play. That is, I believe, one of you know, if if it's not Allen Fieldhouse, it's it's Hilton Coliseum as as the toughest place to play in this league. Maybe West Virginia ranks up there as well. Um, that's a top ten team that you beat on the road. And, and, you know, the incredible thing, Tommy, is um, you did it with both Losamba and Jonathan Chamochachua out of the game a good bit there in a stretch where Baylor was actually able to extend the lead with Kendall Brown, Jeremy Sohan, and Matthew Mayer actually having to play more inside and some at center. Um, you know, they were able to extend the lead during that time and, and you know, kind of uh, had enough of a lead to hold on there at the end. You know, I, I know Scott would like to see him finish out better than that but like I said if you're looking at an 18 game schedule this in my mind was one of the toughest games that you'll play how much does that help this basketball team being able to have those cast of characters help them get a win in a tough environment and have those minutes on the floor underneath their belt now yeah and Ward I mean I because I even asked Scott the question like how many how many times have you even run that in practice and he said very little um, he's, or I, I think he said not much. So, uh, you probably did it just enough where, you know, Jeremy could go inside and play the center, um, you know, at six, eight, six, seven. Um, but yeah, I, I think everything like that helps and certainly going on the road in that environment, I think it definitely helps you, you know, going down the road and, and Scott even alluded to, he thinks, uh, you know, and they didn't play their best at Oregon, but he thinks that trip really helped them prepare for this one. Because Oregon, that was a loud, you know, raucous crowd. You're playing on the road. That was actually their first road game. So, you know, with only that one true road game under your belt, you were able to go on the road to Ames, Iowa, um, you know, when it's like minus three or whatever outside, (laughs) and you're able to come away with a win. Yeah, I think 
in those situations, the way that all of those guys came through, it's a huge boost for this team in these, you know, last 17, actually 18 games, I guess, with another uh, another game to play. I, I was thinking about the young guys, and we know how talented Kendall Brown is and how talented Jeremy is, but they're still young guys going into that atmosphere and playing in that arena. Uh, and for, you know, Kendall to play 30-plus minutes and, and, and Jeremy close to 30 minutes, that's – that's pretty good stuff that, that Scott got out of those guys uh, on Saturday. Absolutely. And then you, you throw on top of that, LJ Cryer had missed the previous two games. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes in there, gives you double-digit points. Kind of uh, carried him Cryer. at the end, didn't he? He what? He kind of carried him in the, at the end, didn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. Absolutely. He made some big buckets there at the end. And, and then Matthew Meyer, I mean, he had been out a game with COVID. He was coming back from that. And, you know, he played 21 minutes, and, and you look at his stats across the board. He didn't get double-digit points. He had nine points. But he did so many other things, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. I mean, he did it all, and that's kind of Matthew's game. Um, but, yeah, all of those guys really came through. Like you said, we've seen what Jeremy and Kendall can do. They're still freshmen, yep. um, but they're amazing freshmen. So, yeah, I mean, this this team, I think, in this stretch has proven – at least right now, they are the number one ranked team, and they deserve that ranking. Switch gears uh, and talk about yesterday's game. Listen, they they only had the the Baylor women only had seven players available seven. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know obviously it hurt with Queen Egbo too getting two fouls in the first like just over two minutes, and and she was I think she wound up being on the floor for seventeen minutes. Uh, picked up her third foul right before the half and then um, fouled out with two or three minutes to go, uh, but only played 17 minutes in the game. And she's your main defender against Aoka Lee and who went off in the second half. She scored 28 of her 32 points in the second half. And, and you had to, you had to take queen off of her because, you know, and Bickle and, and Alyssa had to do more on her, but uh yeah, I mean, I think that really hurt. Uh, Sarah Andrews didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. She was not feeling well. So basically, at the end of the game, you were down to five players. So you really had no options. You couldn't really and, – and she said it after the game because they did get back in it with some press, but they couldn't really press with seven players and really, you know, five and six players. So um, that hurt, obviously. And like I said, Queen getting in foul trouble really hurt. You know, hopefully they get those other players back. Uh, you know, it's a tough loss, but it is on the road, uh, you know, against a Kansas State team that I think is much better than they were a year ago. They Well, they won nine games a year ago, and, and they're already at 11 now. So it's a much better Kansas State team. But, uh, you know, I think it's still a game Baylor could have won. They just dug a hole with that first quarter. They just couldn't find it. I mean, they were 3 of 13, I think, in that first quarter. Mm-hmm. They missed their first 10 from three-point. You can't do that and, and expect to beat a good team on the road. Is that where this team might be for just a little bit, trying to find themselves and trying to get used to the new system and trying to do those things? And when they get in tough games, that that's kind of where the measuring stick is to, to finally break through, and, and they're still trying to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Ward, and, and I think in every one of those losses, they've gotten off to slow starts have been able to battle back and get in the game in the fourth quarter and just weren't able to pull it out. Um, so, you know, obviously you need to get off to a better start. Obviously you need to hit open shots. Um, but, you know, I think this one, I think, you know, as much as she didn't want to make excuses, I think this one you can attribute a little bit to COVID, to people being out. 
Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I'll give her credit to, to Nikki Collins. I'll give her credit because she brought up the fact that Missouri was missing its leading score. I believe they had eight players, and they beat number one South Carolina. Now, that one was in Columbia, but still, I think that says, and she Nikki said that after the game, I don't think any of us can make excuses when you see Missouri do that. And it also kind of brought to light that that's a pretty good Missouri team that, you know, almost beat Baylor. So, yeah, I think uh, this one hurts a little bit, but they can learn from it. And, and like you said, I think they're still learning what they what this team needs to do. And, and I think the other thing, the other message is, hey, you better get used to this. This may be the new norm for a while while we go through this. You know, look, TCU – had had their game postponed. I mean, they're, they're, you're going to have mm-hmm. off-the-floor problems because of yeah. where we are right now, and you better figure out a way to adapt. Yeah, and I think that I think this is going to be the normal, Tommy, at least until we figure stuff out. Um, you know, hopefully, and, and I know the, the five-day thing from the CDC where you're only having a quarantine for five days probably helps a little bit because the 10-day, I mean, you're talking about two, sometimes three games, so – um, I think that will help some, but yeah, you've got to figure it out. And, and I think uh, maybe Bill Finley from Iowa state said it going into the, this is as open as it's ever been. Obviously Baylor's won its last, ele- won the last 11 conference championships and they've dominated the league. That was their 10th conference loss in the last 11 years, or actually you know, when, no, that's the 10th conference loss in the last 12 years. So, obviously, they've dominated the league. I think it is going to be a, a wide-open league this year. Iowa State's good. Texas is good. Oklahoma is playing well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be really wide open, and you are going to get that every game. So, I, I think – and that's going to be fun to me, uh, to see a, a wide-open league where, you know, you better bring your A game every week, every game, because you can be beat, just like Baylor uh, did on Sunday. Jerry, as always, it is a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, it, what a great start to the new year, and uh, happy new year to you and your family, and look forward to doing this again soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. That is Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Insider. And you can catch all of his stuff there on the uh, on the uh, Baylor Bear Insider. Uh, man, check it out. Hey, it's terrific reads. I mean, I, I like to like to read his stuff all the time, and it's uh, it's a terrific read, and you can catch Jerry from the uh, Baylor Bear Insider. All right, uh, 7.50. We're 10 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Warden, we're back to talk about some Cowboy football. We'll do it next here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Third to seven. Diggs matched up with McLaurin. Heineke looking that way. Only heard here. And he throws it out. Intercepted by Demarcus Lawrence. All season. Triple you big tank. Touchdown tank Lawrence. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles Sunday at 11 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. It can sometimes be hard to tell if a prebiotic or probiotic is working. Not anymore. New Align Fast-Acting Biotic Gummies help soothe occasional abdominal discomfort, gas, and bloating in as little as seven days. So you can get back the freedom to do what you love fast without worrying about occasional digestive upsets. Take new Fast-Acting Biotic Gummies daily for best results. From Align the number one doctor-recommended probiotic brand. Visit AlignProbiotics.com for details.
Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside Gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? Some months, I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code PARK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code PARK for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code PARK. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. Kyler Murray continued his winning streak at AT&T Stadium as he led the Cardinals to a 25-22 win over the Cowboys. Tonight, Pittsburgh tries to keep its playoff hopes alive against Cleveland. Faced with only seven players available, the 10th-ranked Baylor women lost their conference opener on the road at Kansas State, 68-59. Number 12, Texas beat Oklahoma State, 62-51. And 23rd-ranked A&M lost to number 19, LSU, 75-66. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as the High Lassies take on Blinn and the Highlanders entertain DFW Prep. It's the final tune-up before conference starts for both teams. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7:53. Welcome back into the program. This is. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Our 7 o'clock hour service of good feet in the Central Texas marketplace. Ward, last uh, yesterday afternoon, rather, the uh, Arizona Cardinals came in with uh, Kyler Murray quarterback. And there's something about Kyler Murray in AT&T Stadium. I think he's like 35-0 and 0 or something like that. I, I don't know. He doesn't lose there, does he? I mean. Yeah, 9-0 high school, college, and now two games with the Cardinals. It's, uh, That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it, it's uh, unbelievable. And again, the Cardinals, you know, they jump out to what a thirteen to seven lead at the half, and and uh, I, I don't know. The Cowboys make a run in the fourth quarter, but did you ever? I, I guess maybe when it got to to twenty five twenty two, I was like, well, maybe there's a chance. But look, Kyler Murray and the offense just ran the clock out. Uh, every every time it, it, it got to. A, a tough situation. M- Murray ran the option a couple of times. I mean, the true read the defensive end option and pitch the football away and all that kind of stuff. They did what they had to do to 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 milk the clock and take the cowboy. And, and the Cowboys never what they took over with four thirty two left to play in the football game or something like that. And Dallas never got the football. Never saw the field again offensively. 
No, it's a great job by Kyler Murray in that offense to be able to, you know, and look, it was Kyler Murray. He put that game on his shoulders and said, hey, I'm going to go get this. And he was able to do it with his legs and, and making the right pitch, uh, even making good decisions. Uh, you have to tip your hat when, when a quarterback can do that. And uh, part of that was the defense was gassed. I mean, they'd been on the field all day long because that offense did not give them any help. A lot of snaps because of the three and out situation. Uh they didn't run the ball particularly well. They certainly didn't throw the ball particularly well. Uh, where do you, if if you're a, if you're the Cowboys' offense, what do you hang your hat on right now going into Saturday night's game with Philadelphia? Nothing. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, there's nothing I can look at and say that was positive. Play calling was not on point. Dak was not on point. Zeke looked pedestrian. The offensive line looked. Very pedestrian. I, you know, I, I just think that this offense slump. Call it whatever you want to call it. it it's not very. I don't good want to right hear now. slump. Yeah, I don't. Slump I, says you, you, you've had a you couple of bad days. It. Yeah, now, they're not getting out of it. They've had and, a bad half of the se- second half of the season. And I, and I don't want to hear the Washington game. They put up fifty six. I'm sorry. I told you after that game that was a mirage because that was a bad football team that was missing a lot of bad players, and there were worse players taking their place. And they were playing their second game on the road in five days. I mean, Absolutely. There There's was a, lot, a of, lot of negativity going into that thing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so, I mean, the Cowboys should have won like that. But it, it, to me, that offense is not fixed, and it's, it's not ready to win a playoff game in the least little bit. So, I, again, I asked the question, where do you go? Mike McCarthy, after the game, talked about, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it, was this a measuring stick? No, I didn't view it as a measuring stick. I think we know who we are, and you know, I think we have confidence that uh, you know that we can we can win any game anywhere. I think we've illustrated that so far this season. I mean, I was really our focus was on winning the game against an excellent opponent. You know, we've we've talked up throughout the week. We 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 respected. Arizona coming in here, obviously they had some challenges, uh, you know, all the way up to the game with COVID and so forth. But uh, yeah, this, you know, our our focus was was tight. It was about winning and, and improving. And um, you know, uh, you know, our penalties were too high. You know, time of possession. Um, you know, and they made you know, frankly, a couple more big plays than we did. A couple. And, and your goal was to to win the game and get better. How'd that work out for you? Not very well. I mean, look, if they play somebody decent or good in the last half of this season, they've lost. Mm-hmm. Tell me who they've defeated in the last half of the season that you would say, that's a really good football team. Nobody. I mean, and that's that's what's disturbing. Uh, and, again, they can't run the ball and they can't throw the ball. I mean, you look at the Arizona Cardinals. They came in on a three-game losing streak, and they were with COVID issues. Yeah, and and they were primed to 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 get beat, and you couldn't get a job done offensively. You were awful, and I, I just if you think this team has a chance to do something in the playoffs, I please tell me how because I I don't see it. No, I'm with you. Absolutely with you. All right, we'll talk more about the Cowboys coming up a little later on, and, and I know. And there's going to be those who are going to say, what about those penalties that didn't get called? I agree. There should have been a delay a game called. I agree. There should have been a fumble awarded to the Cowboys at the end of the game. I agree with you. 
But did that get you beat? Don't think so. No, the officials did not get you beat. No, don't think so. And you know what? And they said, well, it was outside the two-minute warning, so they didn't have a challenge. You know why you didn't have a challenge? Because you got outcoached earlier. You had the place kicker and Kyler Murray on the field at the same time, and you didn't have a darn clue what to do, so you had to eat a timeout. You had to eat a timeout. That was on you. That's on you. And it's also that, I mean, look, even inside two minutes, you don't have a challenge anyway. So that's on the booth, and the booth chose not to do it. No, it, the, the, the fumble occurred outside the two-minute warning. So it was outside the two-minute warning, so the Cowboys would have had to have had a timeout to have a challenge. But they could also, I mean, it, it, the booth could also ring down and say, hey, we need to look at that, and they didn't do it for, well, uh, for obvious reasons. And then there was, yes, there was four holding calls called against the Cowboys. I get that. Totally get it. And it wiped out two running plays for first downs. I totally get that. But that's not why you lost the football game. No, it's You not. lost the football game because you couldn't keep your offense on the field. You were three and out. You did the cha-cha more than anybody I've ever seen. One, two, three, kick. Yeah, there's there's a, you know, there is a legitimate argument for you could call holding on every play in the NFL if you wanted to. So, I mean – do they come at bad times? Well, all penalties come at bad times. So, you know, it is what it is. Yep. So, uh, there you go. It, uh, and we could, you know, we'll talk more about it uh, a little later on. But the Cowboys lose to the uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. And they're now, what, 11-5 and five going into this last one? So, we'll see how it all works out. Uh, 801, we're running a little late. Let's uh, get uh, John Morrison here with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Beginning a new week, beginning a new year, talking Baylor Athletics, and we've got the details from the weekend straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Happy New Year from <laughs> New Orleans as the Bears are the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl champions to cap a record-breaking season for Baylor football. Baylor wins 12 games in a season for the first time in school history. They finish as champions of the All-State Sugar Bowl 21-7 over the Ole Miss Rebels tonight. 
Welcome back. End of the game Saturday night in New Orleans as Baylor football capped an historic season with a 21-7 win over Ole Miss to win the All-State Sugar Bowl. With the win, the Bears win 12 games in a season for the first time in program history, finishing as Big 12 champs, All-State Sugar Bowl champs, and 12-2 on the year. Following the game, head coach Dave Aranda. I'm blessed, you know, I think, and I'm humbled. You know, I, I look at the senior class, I look at everything they've been through, all of the change, the, the coaching turnover, the, the different belief systems, the different, um, um, mo uh, different ways to motivate, the different ways to practice, the different ways to handle off the field. I mean, it's just, to get, when there's been so much change, you know, it's, it's hard to trust. And so I think um, it was hard to get trust. And so when we finally got it, you know, it's just a, a great group of guys, and I think the, the um, you know, you look at this last three weeks, and and um, every practice was was uh, energetic. Every practice was life or death. You know, when we had when we were getting hit with COVID a little bit, it, it you know, and we're closing down the um, our operation here, and no no one's leaving um, the hotel. There's no complaining. Everybody did it. That's Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda following the win over Ole Miss in New Orleans on Saturday. Also from the weekend, top-ranked Baylor basketball remains undefeated with a gritty 77-72 win over Iowa State in Ames. The Bears home hosting Oklahoma tomorrow evening at 6 in the Farrell Center. While the Baylor women drop a 68-59 decision at Kansas State yesterday, the Baylor women, 10-3 on the season, 0-1 in Big 12 play, hosting TCU Wednesday at 7 in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Recently on Game Time. We welcome in the head coach of the number one ranked Baylor Bears, Coach Scott Rue. Most importantly, we got the win, and uh, uh, that helped us uh, earn number one ranking for the third straight year, and uh, only us in Gonzaga out of 358 schools have been able to do that. And if you go in the last six years, uh, Duke, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, the only ones to be ranked uh, number one uh, four out of six years. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. There's basketball coming up tomorrow night. Uh, the Baylor men in action against Oklahoma State, the number one ranked Baylor men in action against OSU. That is coming up tomorrow night. TCU and the Baylor women on Wednesday. And Ward, we've seen uh, what uh, TCU men have had both of their conference, uh, first two conference games 
that uh, have been uh, postponed due to COVID. And uh, the uh, TCU women's game on Sunday was postponed due to COVID. So we'll keep an eye on all of that for you as uh, we get closer. Let's go back and talk a little bit more about the, the Bears and their win over the Ole Miss Rebels. If you had to take one thing away from uh, out of that game that you saw, what what was the single most, I don't know, impressive or the, or the one thing that you said, yeah, that's why they're going to win this football game? Defensive line, the way they played and, and made things tough on uh, Ole Miss to be able to, to navigate their offense. I, I agree 1,000%. The 10 sacks, and I know linebackers got some sacks and all that, but the I guess the Well, they pre- got the sacks because the defensive line kept them off the linebackers. And that's exactly what Eakin and those guys are supposed to do. Uh, those guys, th- that group in the box, that group up front, that front seven or whatever you want to say, the pressure that they put on Ole Miss again from the very beginning of this football game to the to the last whistle, that to me that was the difference in the football game. I, I don't think there's any question. And and, and yes, uh, Corral goes out uh, with the injury, and the freshman comes in. And, and look, that that's a tough tough ask when when you put when you put a guy, you know, there's. Seventy thousand people, or whatever, in in the stadium. There's uh, there's a national television audience. It's the Sugar Bowl. You're representing your team. You're representing your league. You're going up against one of the best defenses in the country. I mean, look, that's 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 tough on anybody. I mean, Corral wasn't exactly uh, you know smooth and as silk to start the football game before he went down late in the first quarter. Uh, I think they had three possessions. They didn't do anything with them except for turn it over on an interception. So Baylor's defense, particularly the pressure up front, I thought was the difference in the football game. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, they were they were able to get it done, and the offense gave them enough time to to get some rest. Uh, you know, they they were not a- extraordinary, but you know, when when called on, they were able to move the sticks a little bit and at least stay on the field some. By the way, the ten sacks by Baylor broke the Sugar Bowl record of eight held by Georgia, uh, and. Uh, uh, the uh, top tackler was Terrell Bernard, and he was also the MVP. He had 17 tackles in the game to become just the eighth player in Sugar Bowl history to record 17 or more I- in the game. He also had a couple of sacks. I mean, he he was he was all over the place. And, and Baylor's Baylor's defense, you know, kind of led the way. They didn't kind of they did lead the way. And, and between Baylor's defense and special teams, they put Ole Miss in, in a hole all night long. And then, you know, look, the defense scored on the 96-yard pick. Uh, and then the, the uh, another touchdown set up by an interception. So they they were able to get things done, and they were able to get things done because of the way the defense played. I don't think there's any doubt about that. After the game, uh, Dave Aranda, again talking with John, J.J., and Ricky on the postgame. I'm gonna miss a lot of the guys that were real integral as uh, that were really integral as a part of it. But um, you know, I think any time that you can really see people and hear them and really value them, I think you know they. Um, I mean, it would be it would be like you're coaching your son, and your son knows that that you got him, and your son is playing for his brothers to his left or right. If you have that type of family, it's hard to beat. That's uh, that's the culture that they're building here, isn't it, Ward? I mean, there's going to be a lot of 
really high quality players and high quality people that are leaving the program. Uh, you know that have you know that have graduated and they're moving on. But that's that's to me is kind of what Dave Rand and his staff are building that culture. That, that's where they want to get to. I mean, and that's what the the foundation that they've laid. And you know, you kept hearing, well, you know, this this team came from only two wins to to twelve wins in a year span. Well, there's a lot of contributing factors to that. And you heard Dave Aranda say, "Look, we got this team to buy in, and it wasn't easy because they've been through some turmoil. They've been through a lot of coaches. They've had some turnover, and you know, it it took a little while to to get that going." And you know, not only did it take a little while to get it going, it also, you know, there was there was some other little contributing factors into last year as well. Don't get me wrong. So the uh, the Bears win and they move to twelve wins. What what does that do when, when you're um, when you're building your program? Uh, uh, look, Baylor football's been around for a long time, but Dave Aranda has just concluded his second season. They go from two to twelve. To me, that's that's almost mind boggling that you, that you've that you're capable of doing that, going from two wins to 12 wins. But that's what they did. So what does that say for Dave Aranda and this staff as they move forward? Well, I think it says, you you know, you have to take in consideration what I just mentioned about last year. I mean, think about, you know, the two wins. That was a year that they walked in the door and they didn't have an opportunity to look in a player's eyes and – start working with those players and those players didn't know who these coaches were and they didn't get to meet them face to face. And they were doing a lot of stuff zoom wise and they were trying to practice zoom wise and they were trying to install everything zoom wise. You just can't do that. It just, it's impossible to do. And I I think you saw that, you know, and you know, you can say, well, some other teams were able to do it. Well, some other teams had coaching staffs that were in place and you know, they, all they had to do was just kind of refresh and do things like that. You're not doing installs. So there was, there was a lot to it, and it also goes to show that he's able to adapt to his personnel and look and see what he has, and okay, this is what we're going to do, but this is what we're going to do because this is who we have, and this is going to work, and remember, he made a, a an abrupt change with his offensive staff last year. Not You know, a lot of coaches would have came in and said, hey, look, you know, this is a guy I brought in because of everything we went through, we're going to stay with this and keep rolling with it. He felt like, hey, this is not working. I need to make a move. And he went out and found an offensive coordinator that would be able to help his defense because they he felt like that spreading this thing out and still running in between the tackles and, and slowing the game down a little bit would improve his defense's capabilities. And it did, and it worked out perfectly. They played off each other, and things like that worked. What does it do for the program moving forward? Well, I, I think it helps you recruiting-wise. I think it helps you confidence-wise with who you have on campus right now. I mean, it, it does so much, and you just want a, a, a football game on one of the biggest stages out there in college football. That helps you as well as moving this program forward. And you mentioned the, the change in offense when you bring in a new OC, you bring in a new line coach, and, and then you take the, the line coach and you make him the quarterback coach, and that's where he should have been all along. <laughs> but you, you do all of these things. That also, I think part of not only was it X's and O's that, that didn't mesh for Dave Aranda, I, I, in, in no disrespect to anybody that was on the staff before because they're outstanding football coaches, they've won in other places, so we know that they can coach. But it was a cultural type of thing that just didn't – you know, sometimes 
guys just don't click. That guys just don't hit it off. Guys, I mean, you, you don't. It's not that you dislike them or anything. It's just not that cohesiveness that you're looking for and searching for. And I think this group that they brought in this year kind of kind of filled that void and created that on that side of the ball. They already they had it on the defensive side of the football. And now that I think they have it on the offensive side of the football, we'll see where it takes them moving forward in 2022. And as you mentioned, they're probably in the weight room getting after it and getting ready to go. And then spring ball is not, uh, not too terribly far away. All right. Uh, 815. Uh, we'll talk about the college football playoff and we'll do that for you coming up in just a couple of minutes. But right now I want to talk about double R Old-fashioned hamburgers, 1810 Herring. The best burger in Waco. And why? Well, several reasons. Number one, they got that uh, top-secret seasoning that they put on it. Number two, it, it it is cooked to your specifications when you place the order. That is so critical. I cannot stand for a piece of hamburger meat just to be sitting there soaking in grease under a, a lamp because – you cooked it 45 minutes ago, and, and you, you're you know you're gonna you're gonna serve it to somebody. Want somebody or no? They do not start the process of building the world famous double R old fashioned hamburger until you order. It's that simple. Uh, and, and then they're gonna cook it to your specification. And uh, you know if you want uh, uh, lettuce and tomatoes, or lettuce tomatoes and, and onions, or lettuce tomatoes and grilled onions, or, or cut the tomato. However you want it is how you're going to get it. At Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, maybe, hey, maybe you said, you know what? I've had a hamburger the last couple of days. Right, let's do something different. Well, how about a, a chicken fried steak sandwich, a grilled chicken sandwich, a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, fries, curly fries, whatever the case may be. They've got them. Onion rings. They've got tater tots. They've got them uh, there at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburger. Plus your favorite drinks. They're open until four thirty every day, and may, and then half a day on Saturday. Go by, check them out. You're going to enjoy a great burger. From Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. A bit warmer today than it was yesterday with a high topping out at 52 with mostly sunny skies. Winds will calm down and shift back out of the south around 5 miles per hour. Tonight will fall back into the upper 20s for overnight lows with mostly clear skies. Sunshine once again returns Tuesday with breezy conditions and a high of 64. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for... Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Details from the Cowboys' 25-22 loss to the Cardinals after this. At AT AT&T, new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. 
Cowboy mistakes mounted in yesterday's 25-22 home loss to Arizona. There was Dak losing a fumble, a Zerli missed field goal, 10 penalties, a fake punt allowed, and no defensive takeaways. For the Cardinals, Kyler Murray threw two TDs and Matt Prater kicked four field goals. Dak actually threw three TDs, but a fourth quarter rally came up short. The Cards appeared to fumble with just over two minutes to play, but with no timeouts, Coach McCarthy could not challenge an asked for a video review. Arizona kept the ball and ran out the clock. The Cowboys are now the fourth seed in the NFC, which could mean these two teams meet again in the wild card round, and that's fine with Dak. This team right here gave us their best shot, and we came up three points short. If we start this tournament off against them, line them up. This weekend's Cowboy regular season finale in Philly has been moved to Saturday night. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Recently on the John Moore Show. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. As someone who grew up here, as a diehard sports fan, especially football fan, but a Baylor fan, being able to read Dave Campbell and listen to Frank Fallon, who was also a friend of mine through his son Steve, was like reading the Word of God and listening to the voice of God. John Moore's, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one -on -one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? Well, you don't have to. La Fiesta is hiring. Come join the family-owned and operated Best Mexican Restaurant in Waco, home of the famous Purple Margarita and famous Chili Con Queso. Join the La Fiesta family today. Great money and flexible with your schedule. Call us today at 254-292-2411 or come by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. You can also apply online at lafiesta.com. Be a part of the La Fiesta family. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. A little chilly this morning, Ward. Little frost on the pumpkin, to say the least. Uh, our weather, by the way, is brought to you by Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home. 
And they have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. And you can learn more about Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home at whbfamily.com. The 8 o'clock hour, a service of VersaLift Southwest. Hey, uh, elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They uh, offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by 7601 Imperial Drive to apply. Uh, we'll get into the uh, college football playoff in just a second, but I was just thinking, I, I saw a deal uh, about uh, Miss Betty White. Uh, what a uh, tremendous, just what a tremendous American. What a tremendous human being. Uh, she has passed away recently. Also, John Madden. I mean, is there a better ambassador for football in the NFL than John Madden? No, absolutely not. And that's why you saw the entire NFL pay tribute to him yesterday and, and all the comebacks of every game on television were um, dedicated to John Madden, and as they should be. I mean, he, he not only was one of the best coaches ever to coach the game, uh, but he certainly turned broadcasting on its ear and, and changed the way that, you know, we as fans are able to enjoy the game of football and, and made the NFL a household name, not only to the the male fans out there, but brought in the female fans as well because they wanted to see what John Madden had to say in the broadcast as mm-hmm. well and, and opened a whole new world to the NFL. You know, here's what I didn't know about John Madden. I, I knew that he coached the Oakland Raiders. I knew he won a Super Bowl. I knew he went to work for CBS. I knew eventually he was paired with Pat Summerall. I knew that he uh, eventually, after uh, the contract stuff happened and Fox ended up with the, the NFC, I knew that he moved over to, to Fox. I did not know that he worked for NBC and ABC. I, I, I did not know that. Yeah, he did Monday Night Football. John Madden did Monday Night Football? Absolutely. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. I, I I will tell you this. Uh, you know, the the telestrator was probably <laughs> that was probably the most fun. Uh, you know, you because he's he's doing all kinds of stuff, and then you know he's handing out turkey legs at the end of the game on Thanksgiving. I mean, you're right. I mean, he he made watching the the NFL just uh, a, a treat. He and, made it a family event. Yeah, and, and finally. Uh, one of the all-time cowboy greats has has left us uh, over the weekend. Uh, Dan Reeves passed mm-hmm. away. And we were talking about this uh, in New Orleans. It's funny. You, you cover the Cowboys today, and that's what we do, part of what we do here at ESPN Central Texas. But I, I, I can take you back to those teams in the, in the late 60s and early 70s, and I can tell you their numbers. You know, you, you knew Dan Reeves was 30. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was his number. He he played for the Cowboys. He won with the Cowboys. He he was an assistant coach for uh, the late uh, Tom Landry, the great Tom Landry, and, and Dan Reeves was an assistant coach. Then he coached the Denver Broncos, guided them to the Super Bowl. Then he coached the Atlanta Falcons. But he, I, from to me, he's always a Dallas Cowboy. He's a Cowboy. Yeah, absolutely, he's a Cowboy, and was number thirty. I mean, that's just the way it is. And uh, he has passed away at the age of seventy-seven. So, uh. Three really important people in American culture, I guess you could say, uh, sports and culture, have uh, have passed away here in the last uh, last uh, few days. And, and I believe that uh, Betty White was 99, almost was. 100. Uh, John Madden was 85. And Dan Reeves was 77. So mm-hmm. there you go. 
All right. I, I said this the other day on one of the shows, and I meant it, and I'm incredibly disappointed in how this thing went. I thought the Cincinnati Bearcats at 13-0 not only were playing for the group of five, but I also thought that they were representing those schools that don't get the same kind of love in the power five. You know what I'm talking about? You know who I'm talking about. Again, there's only a handful of teams right now that are getting invited to this party. Cincinnati finally got invited. And then Cincinnati gets beat 27 to 6, Ward, and it wasn't even that close. No, it was not even that close. It could have been a lot worse. Should have been a lot worse. Probably. Uh, they flat could not do anything along the offensive line. They couldn't do anything up front. And so, therefore, they weren't able to do much of anything offensively. And that was a pretty good defense they were facing. Too. I, I get it. I get it. But if you're going to bark, and we all barked, at least I did, about, I about letting other people. No, look, you wanted other teams in, the, in this thing. You, you, you don't want the same six I want guys. A, I want a bigger playoff, but I just I told you they, they can't play with Alabama. Well, they proved that they couldn't. At least on that day, they couldn't. Uh, but I guess my, the bottom line is, are we? is the committee now going to say, I told you, show, shut up, leave us alone, we know what we're doing? Yes. And it's going to be the same four or five people in the party. Until we expand the playoffs. I guess my question is, why on earth would they expand the playoffs if they feel like they've got the, the four or five teams that they want? And, 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 and that's it. That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel Does like... Does it hurt the, the, the expansion to 12? I, I think it helps the expansion to 12 to see Alabama and Georgia again because people are going to start saying, okay, this is ridiculous. We've got to see something else. We understand they're here for a reason, and you keep putting them in for a reason, but let's let's open it up just to see if something else can happen. What's because what? on a given day, I mean, you know, who knows? Alabama may come out and have a bad day, and, and somebody, you know, somebody could upset them. And, and that's the beauty of the playoff system. What is more disappointing then? The fact that a Big Ten team in Michigan gets punched in the face and slapped around and, and kicked to the curb? Or that Cincinnati got, got uh, pushed out of the way by by Alabama. What uh, to me? It's Michigan getting beat. I, I agree with that. And, and not, not look. I, I don't. They care. got drummed. There you go. I don't care that Cincinnati got beaten. I don't care that Michigan got beat. Although I was pulling for them. <laughs> but the the manner in which they got beat, they both got drummed, which says the committee knows what they're doing and blah 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 blah. You know, look. It, 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 how in the world are we going to grow this thing? If when given the opportunity, Cincinnati, that you don't step up and at least represent, and they didn't. Well, I think it's the opposite, in my opinion. I think if Cincinnati wins or if Michigan wins, then the committee says, see, it works. They had a chance. They got it done. They're in. Having Alabama and Georgia repeat and repeat and repeat and rinse and repeat, I think that that helps the case of, hey, we want somebody different. We're The only way we're going to get that is to expand the playoffs. Maybe. I, I hope you're right. You know, my goal eventually is to get the thing to 16. That has no chance if you can't get it to 12. And, and we're going to find out uh, what next week when the national championship game takes place. And this committee, 
this expansion committee gets together again for what the 85th time, I think, to try to determine whether or not uh, they're going to expand it to 12. I, I don't know. Uh, I hope I hope the Bearcats did not hurt the uh, the expansion conversation. I hope they didn't, uh, because look, they got run out of the gym, as did Big Ten Michigan get run out of the gym. So. Look, is Alabama and Georgia the two best teams in the country? Right now they are. Yeah. I mean, but would you like to see Ohio State and Baylor uh, and a couple others that, that had good weekends have an opportunity? Look, uh, what if, if you're at 12 if, and that was a quarterfinal matchup this weekend? I, I You know, I I get it. I, I, I think that you – You've got to have an opportunity to let more of these teams kind of play it out and see what happens, you know. And and if it's, you know, look, you're going to have games like that, Alabama and Cincinnati in in the first round. It may it may work out like that, but it also could work out that, uh oh, you you got overlooked and you you win a game. I mean, it happens in the game of football. I mean, not not every time do you see, you know the so-called quote-unquote underdog get run out of the gym. It just doesn't happen every time. No. So, you know, there's an – at least give them an opportunity. And and I get it. You gave them an opportunity, and they they proved you wrong. Well, not every Saturday is going to be like that. I If you got a playoff, you're right. You, you have an opportunity to see, okay, Baylor just knocked off Ole Miss. Who's next up? And you've got to fight your way through it and try to, to win a championship. And look, it works on every other level. We just saw UMHB fight through a tough schedule and, you know, be able to get to the championship game and, and win a championship game and won it very convincingly. Did it, did it prove that they're the best team in the country? Yes. Why? Because they played it out on the field. And that's where it's supposed to be decided and not in some boardroom. So uh, there you go. All right. It is 833. There was a couple of uh, couple of interesting calls in the Cowboys-Cardinals game yesterday. I want to talk about that coming up in just a couple of minutes here on ESPN Central Texas. Let, uh, right now we're going to talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the uh, same ownership, the same family-operated business. We're talking about the Emory's. They've been doing it for, for over uh, 40, well, since 1943, covering four generations which is just unbelievable in today's business environment. John, and now Braden at the helm, and Pioneer Steel and Pipe has built their reputation one customer at a time, and they've got a simple objective, and that is to make sure that uh, their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. They carry all sizes of pipe from one-half inch to 24 inches. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, uh, hay and equipment barns, uh, garage and carport covers, residential metal roofing, Basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. We're, and they got two great locations down in college, uh, Brian rather, and then also right here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, so they're rocking right now. And Saturdays from 8 until noon. And don't forget, they deliver and they unload. And you can check them out anytime, day or night, 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. Ring in the new year with Baylor football in the All-State Sugar Bowl. 
The Big 12 champion Bears take on the Ole Miss Rebels this Saturday in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Join us beginning at 5.30 Saturday for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show live from New Orleans. It's the Big 12 and the SEC, Baylor and Georgia, to ring in the new year in the All-State Sugar Bowl right here on the home of Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. If you're paying too much for health insurance for yourself and your employees, and you probably are, listen closely to this message. Our agency, in addition to representing all the major medical companies, we have an exclusive contract with one of our carriers that no other agent has in the entire country. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. Our plans encourage educated consumption of health care. And as a result, we've been able to save employees and employers thousands of dollars. I have a local company here with a little over 100 employees, and we're able to save them in the last 12 months over $100,000 in premium dollars. This is indeed fact. It's worth 10 minutes of your time to talk to Hurley Benefit Services to learn how you can save thousands on health insurance costs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned, and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Kyler Murray continued his winning streak at AT&T Stadium as he led the Cardinals to a 25-22 win over the Cowboys. Tonight, Pittsburgh tries to keep its playoff hopes alive against Cleveland. Faced with only seven players available, the 10th-ranked Baylor women lost their conference opener on the road at Kansas State, 68-59. Number 12, Texas beat Oklahoma State, 62-51. And 23rd-ranked A&M lost to number 19, LSU, 75-66. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as the High Lassies take on Blinn and the Highlanders entertain DFW Prep. It's the final tune-up before conference starts for both teams. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Bill Collins, good stuff. 838, welcome back into the uh, program game time. Tom Bart, Phil Ward-White's glad to have you with us here on this Monday morn. Third day of the new year, 2022. And uh, yesterday, the Cowboys dropped a 25-22 decision to the Arizona Cardinals. Ward, a couple of, uh, I don't know if they're, I guess they're controversial. You had what looked like to be a delay a game that did not get called. And then you had a fumble just before the two-minute warning that looked like it should have been called and it looked the Cowboys didn't have a challenge 
the challenge comes from the booth inside of two minutes of each half, but it was outside of the two-minute warning, and the Cowboys were out of timeouts trying to stop the clock because yeah, – It can come from the booth at any time, too, though. The booth did not – they want the Cardinals <laughs> where they want the Cardinals, right? I, I don't I, – again, I was under the impression that the, the Cowboys would have had to have thrown the challenge for No, no, it, the, the booth can call a challenge anytime they want. Anytime during the game, the booth has the right to stop play and say, hey, we want to look at that. Okay. But they didn't. Well, uh, it, it didn't get called. It didn't get done. Uh, and Arizona retained possession of the football, and they won the football game. It, look, for me, I thought the team that played the best won the game yesterday. And I'm not sure that the best team didn't win the game yesterday. I The way that offense is playing right now, I don't think you're wrong in any stretch of the imagination. This offense is not very good. They're not playing good. Don't give me the Washington game. I don't want to hear it. Um, it it's just it's very, very um, uninspired to watch this offense on the field and you can say, well, in the fourth quarter, they they almost had a comeback. Well, they shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. Not at home against a team that's got COVID issues and against a team that's lost three games. Not if you're going to be the team that you say you are. That's what, you know, hey, look, if, if you can't wait till the fourth quarter and all of a sudden wake up and say, oh, let's start playing. It just, you do that, you're, you're not going to win a lot of football games. No, I agree. I, I just, for whatever reason, this team just has not played well in the second half offensively. I think defensively, uh, defense is any game that they've won in the last eight or nine, it's been because the defense has played that well. Uh, but offensively, this team is just not getting it done. What we just we looked and they were three of eleven on third downs. Is that right? That is right. And and, and I think Arizona took sixteen or seventeen more snaps mm-hmm. than the Cowboys. Had nine minutes of time of possession more than the Cowboys. The, it just goes on and on and on. Because you can't pick up a first down because you can't execute a play on first down. Look how many second and nines they had. Or or second and ten because of an incompletion. They were in second and long all day long. And, and you can't, you're not going to be good people playing like that. No, you're not. And and they, they proved that yesterday. It's just, it's, you cannot put yourself in a hole and expect to be able to climb out of it when you have a quarterback that's playing the way he's playing and you have an offensive coordinator calling game the way he's calling games. So, Cowboys now will play on Saturday night. Somebody please hire Kellen Moore. <laughs> I know you're not a Kellen Moore fan, but again, I'll go back and ask you as, a, as an assistant coach in, in, in college football, when, when the team on the field is not executing what you're doing, isn't it kind of a helpless feeling as a play caller going, what do I call now to give our team a chance? Well, you can, you can help them by calling the right plays to give them a chance. I mean, you know, reaching in the bag of tricks when your quarterback's struggling is, is – and look, I, hats off for the, for the throwback pass from Wilson down the sidelines. That was a great call. And it, it kind of got their motor going. But, you know – you can't get too cute about those things. And you also have to look, think, well, that's, that's almost a high percentage call because the guy's three for three this year throwing the football. So, I mean, that's really not – that's not reaching. He set that up perfectly. Well, what's it all – to me, what's it say about the productivity of this offense when you got to dial up a play like that 
to kickstart your offense. Says That's what it says to me. Yeah. That we're reaching, we're, we're in that bag of tricks that you talk about all the time, That and I know you don't like it, but if we're having a dip in of there because we don't feel good about anything else we're doing to get going offensively and get into some kind of rhythm. Well, I, Do you know what that does, though, too? I mean, if you are in a rhythm and you still can use that, utilize that, that's yeah, six that, on the board. Well, that's different, but that wasn't – that's why – they didn't call that to add on. They called that to get going. Well, I, I get it, and but and again, it's not it's not all – it's not all on Dak. It's on Kellamore, and it's not all on Kellamore. It's it's some on Dak. I think there's some shared responsibilities here. No, I, I agree. I, I totally get what you're saying, but eventually players have to make plays. If if he calls, you know, a, a drop kick, drop kick it through the goalpost. I execute the play that's called, and they're not doing that. That that's the fundamental bottom line for me. They're not I, executing. It you're right, but he's still terrible. You cannot. You're not going to convince me. We can sit here and argue until midnight tonight. You're not going to convince me that he's a good offensive coordinator. All right, eight forty-three. There you go. Seventeen away from from uh, nine o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're brought to you in part by Alan Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business, Tom and Warden. We're glad you're with us. Alan Samuels is an award-winning dealership, by the way. You'll find uh, you'll find all that. All of those great vehicles there, plus you're going to find a tremendous service department. We had our vehicle over there last week, I think. And, and man, it's rolling in. It, it, the appointment was at 7 or 7.30. And the next thing I know, uh, 9 o'clock, it, it's done. And, and we're picking the vehicle up. And, I mean, in all along, I've gotten a couple of text messages. Hey, how's things going? I mean, so there's follow-up, not only to a sale, but there's follow-up to service and that's to me that that's what separates them ted teague and his staff do a tremendous job we're talking about alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat it's the big 12 home opener for the 11-time defending big 12 champions Wednesday in the Farrell Center versus TCU. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday for Baylor TCU Big 12 Women's Basketball. Baylor Women's Basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Jay from Pickup Outfitters here with your holiday gift giving guide. So it seems the air fryer is an air quotes hot Christmas gift this year. An air fryer? Come on, really? First, an air fryer is not a real fryer. It has no grease. It's a mini convection oven. And you probably already have one of those in your house. So you're just wasting money on something that's not even real. You know what is real? A grill guard. It's made of real steel and it protects the truck of someone you love and you can get one for that special person on your Christmas list at Pickup Outfitters. So avoid common Christmas gift mistakes like house slippers, a beard, nose, ear, hair, and eyebrow trimmer. Or a man purse? You better not. 
Give a Christmas gift that says, I love you. A grill guard, a toolbox, running boards, and other great gifts at Pickup Outfitters. You can even get a gift certificate to let them pick out whatever they want. Pickup Outfitters is the Christmas gift headquarters. 220 Lake Here Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Kyler Murray continued his winning streak at AT&T Stadium as he led the Cardinals to a 25-22 win over the Cowboys. Tonight, Pittsburgh tries to keep its playoff hopes alive against Cleveland. Faced with only seven players available, the 10th-ranked Baylor women lost their conference opener on the road at Kansas State, 68-59. Number 12, Texas beat Oklahoma State, 62-51. And 23rd-ranked A&M lost to number 19, LSU, 75-66. There's basketball at the Highlands Gym tonight as the High Lassies take on Blinn and the Highlanders entertain DFW Prep. It's the final tune-up before conference starts for both teams. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Monday with Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us. We've got Greedy coming up at 9 o'clock today. At 3 o'clock this afternoon, it's the John Moore Show. And at 4 o'clock, Matt Mosley will be here. Uh, Ward, I don't know if you saw this, heard about this, or or what, but the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the New York Jets 28-24, by the way, in East Rutherford, New Jersey yesterday and first of all you would have thought that Tampa Bay would have dominated the New York Jets but that's not the case 28-24 is the final but did you see Antonio Brown and his behavior on the sideline yesterday did you happen to to catch that video yeah I caught it live oh you did you Mm -hmm. saw it live Mm -hmm. okay so if you saw it live and you're watching the game a what were the, the the announcers saying and b what was your takeaway on that deal uh, they couldn't believe it, and I. It, my takeaway is, it, I told you so. I mean, that was just a look. This this goes way beyond football for that guy, and and I think that you know somebody needs to reach out and and help him and and get him out of his own way before this ends badly because that that was just a total complete meltdown. What for the fourth time we've seen out of Antonio Brown now, so. Uh, yeah, it's it, it was awful. Did they ever figure out, because Bruce Aarons is not talking about it, did they ever figure out what caused him to... Because they told him he wasn't going back in the game to go, at the moment. To go sideways. Uh, and again, uh, they said, you know, from what you, from what you read last night and this morning, is, hey, he quit. Uh, he, he, he wasn't kicked off the team. He quit, and he's no longer a buck, according to Bruce Aarons. But, uh, you know, it erupted in frustration and... and very visible, obviously, in, in in the third quarter. Uh, that I I don't know. It was it was just a and then he's ripping off his shoulder pads and helmet and and jersey and all that stuff and you know, I, look, I, I know it doesn't matter, but I'm curious is is he back home in Tampa? I mean, you know what what is 
where is he? What's his status right now? Because again, I'm with you. I don't. There's not. There was nothing really normal about that. I I realize players get mad, and they get angry, and they get frustrated. But that was a step more than what what you would normally see. Yeah, that 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 was way beyond because it you know first the pads and the jersey came flying off to the bench and then he decided you know that's not enough I, I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna throw the peace sign up and, and walk out of here and you know Bruce Arians said immediately in the press conference he is no longer a part of this organization and so uh, I I don't I don't know where he's at I'm but he did not fly home on the team charter oh no no. That that would have not have been an option for him. So I'm sure he found other transportation available to him, and I'm sure he has that. So it probably wasn't that big a deal to him. And look, he he probably wasn't anywhere near the locker room to to be ready to ride on the charter. He probably was already out of the stadium by that point. Got an Uber or something? I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, and, and but wow, uh, it it was just I, I watched it last night uh, a couple of times, and I just I. I I was floored by that whole sequence of events. Uh, again, you just you don't see that. I mean, we've seen a couple of things uh, the last couple of weeks. I mean, you saw uh, in the Washington game, the Cowboy-Washington game, you saw two guys kind of getting after each other. Well, they weren't kind of. They were getting after each other uh, on the sideline. Now, you see guys get mad at each other all the time, but you don't normally see where they have to be separated on the sideline. You saw that in the Washington game, and then you saw Antonio Brown – and his explosion yesterday. I mean, you've seen some and things seen the last the Chargers, couple of weeks. And yeah. The Chargers in the huddle yesterday. They got in a scrabble uh, um, amongst each other. So yeah, there's uh, there there's some high uh, high tension going on through the NFL right now. Yeah. And, and here we are headed to January 9th, I guess, and we're going to have NFL regular season football. I mean, is there is there such a thing as too much? Money-wise, for them, no. And that's the only reason why there's an extra game. It, it's an extra gate. That's it. It's all about money in the NFL. Well, look, let, let's be honest here. For To me, it kind of benefits the players because the players don't get paid for preseason. So they've reduced the preseason from four to three, added a regular season game. The owners were getting theirs. They were getting that little television money, and they were getting people. That, look, if you're a season ticket owner, uh, holder, you were required to buy those those preseason games, so they were selling out their stadium. Of course, there was only thirty thousand there, but they were selling out those stadiums and uh, all that stuff. But but now you're playing three preseason and seventeen regular season games. D- do you expand your roster to sixty, and eventually, do we see a twenty game regular season? Wouldn't shock me, but I I just think it you're you're stretching it now because look. I there there is not an NFL team that's going into week 17 that's 100% healthy and you know I get it COVID has something to do with that but it, it, just asking these guys to go out for that many games is, is is stretching it just a little bit. I I thought there was too many games to begin with. Agree. I, I I certainly think that you know 17, 18, 19 now now you're getting into a danger zone. No, I, I... I couldn't agree with you more. I, I again, you're you're from a physical and from a mental standpoint, uh, you know. And, and I know it kind of, when you get to the playoffs, it kind of breathes a new that has that that playoff thing has that's, a new yeah, life to it. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. different ball game. But when you're just grinding it out, 
and, and you're the New York Jets or the New York Giants or or any of those teams that uh, you know that look have been out of this thing for three or four weeks. This this is and I know it's your job and I know it's how you make a living, but man, it is a grind. Don't don't think it's not. And so it, it you just keep adding games uh, from a fan perspective. Heck yeah, we like it. I mean, we like watching football. Uh, but is 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 the we'll see as you know we'll be able to look back and review. But is the quality of play in week sixteen seventeen going to be the same as it was in week four or five? I don't know because yeah, like you Cowboys point out the not. injury. Oh well, that's a good point. Uh, you know, because of the health of the football team and the football players and key guys. Uh, is the quality of play the same? I, I don't know. We'll, you know, we'll have to we'll look back in in you know this this spring and maybe even into this summer and, and say you know what it, it worked out okay or man I think it was a little bit too long. We'll we'll be able to do that I think, uh, and, and certainly you know the management will be able to do that. Coaches will be able to do that. Ownership will be able to do that. But as you pointed out, it is a business, and any way to uh, to generate interest in your business, they're going to do they're going to do uh, there's no going back now no no that you're not putting that genie back in the bottle you're right i'm just hoping they don't expand more uh 856 we're four minutes in front of nine that is going to do it for us here on this uh monday we, we've talked a lot about baylor and basketball and football and cowboy football and the nfl it's been fun we'll do it again tomorrow at 7 a.m don't forget john morris at three and matt mosley's at four for ward i'm tom thanks for listening we'll talk to you soon It's the Big 12 Conference home opener for the defending Big 12 champion Bears as the Oklahoma Sooners visit the Farrell Center. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Tuesday for the Bears and the Sooners. Follow the defending Big 12 and national champion Bears the entire season with Pat and John here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas.